This process started, uh, uh, you know, a month ago or so, and really our, uh, my focus, the focus of the organization is, is to try and find the best person with the energy, passion, drive, and skill set to lead us. Um, it was a very thorough process. Uh, we, we had a list of 35 names, and that, those names were any, everybody from ex-general managers with experience, um, assistant general managers that are, that are learning their craft and want, looking to become general managers, um, agents, several agents we looked at, some people in the broadcasting business we talked to. Um, I went to uh, the NHL personnel in New York, getting opinions, uh, any ideas, suggestions, who could, uh, who's the next sharp guy out there for us, the Calgary Flames. Um, it was a very thorough process. Um, 35 names became uh, eight Zoom calls, um, a couple hours each, and that became uh, to four finalists. Um, and led us, and is what has led us to today's announcement. Um, as you all know, Craig's been here in the organization nine years as assistant general manager, 12 years in a management position. His knowledge of the organization at every level, he has knowledge, draft picks, prospects, AHL, NHL players, coaches, trainers, scouts. Uh, that's a bonus. Um, knowing our organization, he knows what we have, knows what we don't have. He knows we, the, vis uh, the vision and the uh, understanding of what it's going to take to build a winner here in Calgary. Um, he played over a thousand games in the National Hockey League. Again, it was another bonus. It certainly wasn't a requirement that you played in the NHL. But when you go from a six-round draft pick, start in the minors, and end up being a captain of an NHL team, I mean, it says something about the, uh, the drive, the determination, the will, and also the, the understanding what it takes to win in the NHL. And that's what we're all, we're all here about. There's some real core values uh, that we use to um, separate or identify uh, something that we uh, characteristics that we had to have with our candidates. Uh, character, leadership, uh, communicative ability, which anybody knows Craig, that's, uh, that's a given. Um, work ethic, passion, drive, vision. Um, one of the things everybody, anybody that knows Craig at all personally is say he's a nice guy. He's got a beautiful family. Um, he's been in Calgary for you know, the last uh, 12, 15, 18 years as a player. Um, he's a nice guy. But you know what? You, you don't play a thousand games in the NHL being a nice guy. There's times when you have to be firm, and there's kind of times you have to uh, be hard and, and uh, make decisions that allow you to win. And uh, the question would be, what, why him? Why is, why is Craig going to be the general manager of the Flames? Um, for me, he's got an eye for talent. I'm working with Craig now. I think that's his strength, is he knows players. And uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's how we're all going to be evaluated up here, is do we make the right decisions with the right players, to bring the right players in to win a championship. The relationship he has with our players, uh, in today's world, it's, it's, it's no longer the manager sits up in his office and, and dictates. You have to have a relationship with your players. Yeah, not, it doesn't mean you have to be, you're not going to be their friends and uh, going out and having dinners together. 
But you have to have relationships, and uh, and I think that's one of Craig's strengths is not only his knowledge of our players, but his relationship with our players and and, and staff. Um, if you look around the NHL, the you look at the GMs in the league right now. There's a lot of younger GMs, a lot of them with playing experience, a lot of them are Craig's peers. He's got a relationship with a lot of GMs uh, in the league, and uh, again, being in Craig's position at one point. The hardest part of the job, uh, uh, truthfully, to get started is just getting to know people, getting to know other managers who you can trust, who you can talk to. Um, we feel Craig has a leg up uh, in that area. Craig has spent years learning the hockey business. Uh, he's done his work, he's put his time in, and uh, he's got a pa passion about Calgary. He's got a passion to win here in Calgary. And this. This selection wasn't a prop popularity contest. If, if it was, he'd probably be a hands-down winner, but that had nothing to do with it. I was looking for the best person for the job, and the best person is Craig Conroy. Before I uh, introduce Craig, um, I do want to acknowledge uh, the rest of our management staff. Uh, Dave Nonis is up here. Um, thrilled to have Dave join us as Senior Vice President of Hockey Operations and Assistant General Manager. Dave has over 30 years of experience in the hockey business. Um, everything from being a general manager in two Canadian markets, which is certainly important or helpful, uh, and, uh, and uh, experience in every area of the business. He's an experienced contract negotiator. He has relationships with, with players, thorough knowledge of collective bargaining agreement, uh, understanding the importance of cap management, um, he, he will be involved in every area of the hockey operation. With Craig's promotion to his, uh, his role, we had a uh, position on our management staff that, uh, that we're looking to fill, and I don't, can't think of a better person to fill that uh, role than Dave Nonis. And I want to welcome here, here, him here. Uh, Brad Pascal is, uh, we're changing his title uh, to Vice President of Hockey Operations, Assistant General Manager. Brad was one of the finalists for the GM job, which gives you an indication how much value we place on Brad in his role with us. If anybody's seen the Wranglers, how they were, it's not only the Wranglers this year, last year, it's, it's his job of, of uh, managing our prospects in regards to playing time, prospects play, winning, you, you, you develop players in a winning environment. Brad's been excellent at it. Um, He's in, also in charge of our development program, which again are crucial things for this organization to move forward. Intelligent, thoughtful, and collaborative, uh, always, always a team first approach. And finally, Chris, Chris Snow, I want to acknowledge Chris, his new title will be Vice President of Data Analytics and Assistant General Manager. Chris is uh, obviously he oversees the, the analytic department uh, that we've invested uh, a lot of uh, resources in, and, uh, and again, it's, it's second to none. His, he's uh, involved in every area of, uh, of the senior management. His, he was actively involved with myself. Uh, certainly John Bean was, uh, when it came down to Zoom calls and interviewing other than the in-house uh, in -house candidates, but uh, Chris's insights, his knowledge, his knowledge of the game, uh, his intellect, it's invaluable in every area of our uh, operations. So we're thrilled to 
be able to uh, uh, have Chris with us and uh, continue to look forward to having him as part of our senior management staff. Um, so it's my pleasure uh, to introduce the, the uh, next general manager of the Calgary Flames, Craig Conroy. Well, thanks, everybody. I mean, I've been here more than a couple decades now, so <laughs> it's uh, this is home. I mean, and, and like Don said, I do have a passion. I have a passion for this team. I have a passion for this city. But I want to start by just saying thank you uh, to the Flames ownership group. You know, this doesn't happen without you. You know, with your confidence and trust, the, and what you've demonstrated giving this to me, uh, this opportunity, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to do the best I can. You know, I might make some mistakes. People are going to make mistakes in these jobs, but I'm going to try to not make too many. So that's, that's what I want to thank you for. And obviously, having John Bean and Don Maloney, I knew it was a very detailed process because I was in the office every day, and it was a long process, and it was stressful. But uh, I feel better just knowing that they went through it and they actually picked me. Uh, because of all the other things, not just because it's a popularity contest, not just because I've been here, but because they thought I was the right person for the job. So I want to thank you, Don and John, for that. Um, obviously, I'm so excited to have, you know, Chris and Brad with me, you know, with the promotions, well-deserved. I mean, we're going to be working through this lockstep and for Dave to be able to join me. I mean, what he brings, obviously, when Brian Burke was here, Dave's worked with Brian a long time, and I've heard how highly he's thought of and a lot of the things we've just in our short time talking is some of my weaknesses and I know I do have weaknesses and some of my strengths he's going to be a great sounding board and he's been a GM in two markets in Canada that's that's impressive you know and behind the scenes in our office I don't know if they're down here but um, you know Mike Burke Anita Cranston and Brenda Koyich. I mean, they do so much in the office, and I know they're, they don't get the credit. People might not know even know who they are. They're a big, big part of this, and I want them to know that. Um, obviously, having Lanny here is, you know, he told me to calm down because he knew I'd be excited. <laughs> but to have Lanny here, and, and it just, that whole alumni group, I can't thank them enough. I really do appreciate you being able to be here today, Lanny, because it means a lot to me. The support that they've given me over the years, I can't wait to see all the guys. I could go on forever, and uh, Peter Hanlon told me I'm going to keep it tight. So <laughs> I, I will try to do that. But I, I do want to acknowledge what they do in the community, what they give back. And you know why they won a Stanley Cup if you've ever been around them. They're just they're class act. You, you won't find better people. So the other person, I don't think he was able to make it down, is Al McNeil. Uh, Al has just been with me the whole time since I've been here as a player and moving forward, and he's a wealth of knowledge. He's done everything in this game. He's, he's done it all. He's won more cups. He's got more cups than all of us. So, you know, to have him come in every day and just kind of bounce things off him, it's, it's invaluable to me. Um, obviously, I need to thank my family. They, they put up with a lot because everyone says I'm nice. Well, I need to be a little crazy somewhere, and I'm crazy at home. I, uh, I take the losses hard and maybe a little too emotional at times, but, uh, you know, they've always been there and supporting. And, you know, you always thought as a player you're gone a lot and you spend time away, but when you're in, on this side, these guys would tell you, you're even gone more. It's amazing. But they've always been there, and they know this is my dream, and 
you know, it's only going to get busier from here. Sorry, girls. <laughs> uh, you know, the next person I want to talk about, when I was thinking about the last 12 years on this side, management, I'll be honest, it all started one day I was, I retired. And you're thinking, walked upstairs, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I actually thought I might be doing something in the media. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought maybe that was going to be a path. And I sat with Ken King, and he said, well, what haven't you done, Craig, that you really want to do? I said, well, as a player, I just wanted to win a Stanley Cup. And that really was the goal. He goes, are you going to be able to do that with the media? I said, no. And then I had an opportunity to coach a, my alma mater, Clarkson. And he said, you can't win one there either, you know. And I thought, no, nah, you're a good point, Ken. <laughs> and he, we just worked it through. And he said, I think, you know, this management side, you should, you should go for it. I think you're going to be good at it. So, you know, even though Ken's not here, I know he would be proud. So it's nice to, to know he thought of that. And, you know, it's been a long 12 years, but, but here we are today. You know, and I think when that started that journey, uh, Jay Feaster was here, and I was special assistant to the acting general manager, so it was a long, long title. But Jay let me get do everything. He let me start to, and I really didn't know what was going on. I mean, I think as players, we all think we know. Oh, we'll do this. We'll make trades. We'll, well, it doesn't quite happen like that. You know, behind the scenes, there's so much more that goes on. But they let me work through that. Ken King let me go to business meetings to see if maybe that was something I wanted to do. And it was great because I just sat there and I took it all in. I was like a sponge. And then moving forward a couple years, I got to go down and work with Bob Hartley's staff as, as an assistant coach, and that's invaluable. You know, again, I thought I knew what was going on behind the scenes. And Bob, every aspect of it was brought me in. I could see how it worked. And it really kind of, okay, now I know what, what's happening down there. The next year I got to run Abbotsford Heat and, and be a part of that. And then I've been working with the amateur staff and, you know, the pro staff and development. So I've gotten to touch all aspects. So I really feel, have a good feel in my mind of what's going on here. You know, so moving forward, you know, I think the next step for me was this. And um, I just feel so, you know, appreciative that I'm going to have that opportunity because I'm going to do everything in my power to bring a Stanley Cup here. But the one thing that's when you're in this seat, I can already tell you, I was thinking when you talk to players and you talk to different people, the week, the, probably two weeks ago we had the news of, uh, about the event center. It's a game changer for Calgary. It's a game changer for the city, but it's also a game changer you know, for CSEC. It's one thing that when I talk to agents and players and everything, it's always, it always comes up. I get defensive about it at times, but to know that we have something coming it's going to be special, and it's it's going to help me do my job, and it's going to make it a little easier, to be honest. So that that's exciting for me. Um, you know, I, when I took the job, my goal was to become a general manager, and I thought that was always the goal, and I always thought it wasn't going to be Calgary, but now that it is Calgary, I know Calgary was the dream job for me. That's looking back, I didn't think it would be here, but this is the dream job for me and I might not say that in a couple months <laughs> but uh, you know right now that that's the way I feel uh, so I just uh, you know I'm ready for this to accept this next challenge and promise to our fans I'm going to do everything I can you know to bring another Stanley Cup here Lanny brought it once I'm hoping I can be a part of bringing here with all these guys uh, again thank you We'll, we'll get into Q&A here. And again, we have a mic in the ceiling, so we want to make sure that we're loud and clear in our questions. We'll start with Eric Francis right away. Later. Craig, congrats. Uh, 
you've ever fathomed 21, 22 years ago when you were traded here? Just take us back to when you were traded here, you weren't exactly excited to come to Calgary. Well, it, you know what? We had won the President's Trophy in St. Louis the year before, and we had a really good team. And when you lose in the first round that year to San Jose, the goal was exactly the same, was to win a Stanley Cup. And we were, I thought we were poised to do that again. So at the trade deadline, when I thought the trade deadline was actually over, uh, I got a call about 325, and I was traded. And it was a shock. And I, uh, you know, then you call home and <laughs> she, my wife's crying. We love St. Louis. I thought, Calgary, oh, I look, you know, you quickly look at the standings, not going to make the playoffs. You know, I'm like, probably not going to be a, a great fit, you know. And plus, Corey Stillman, who was the leading scorer of the team, I'm a third line checker. And I'm thinking, this is going to go over well. And Eric was nice enough to point all that stuff out and really <laughs> ripped me to shreds. And Jesse, again, was crying. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I thought. And I got here. And obviously, the day I got here, they had made a coaching change. Don Hay was let go. Jerome McGinley wasn't happy. He wasn't happy with me. He even expressed that in the paper. We have enough checkers here. So the, the, it wasn't the warm reception that I thought I was going to get. But, you know, I told my wife, she said, geez, everybody seems to hate you there. I said, well, they don't know me yet. You know what? Let's just thank God there's not social media like today because it, I can't imagine what would have been going on. But, that, you know, that's the way it started. But as soon as I got here, I bet you the first week just meeting people going around the city, coming to the rink, being with the guys, I said, hmm. You know what? Because I had to do, get a contract done, too. And I remember talking to my agent and said, you know, you'll be unrestricted in one year. What do you want to do? I said, ah, you know what? They traded for me. They want me. I talked to Craig Button, you know, talking to the coaching staff. I said, this might be a good fit. So we, we signed a three-year deal. You know, I gave up two years of unrestricted to, to stay here. So, you know, it didn't take long for me to kind of fall in love with the city. And I was hoping they were going to do the same. Okay, we'll go to Eric DeHatchick, followed by Danny Austin. Go ahead, Eric. Do you make to-do lists? And if you do, what is at the top of your to-do list right now? Well, there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, there really is. Obviously, we just started our amateur meetings and getting ready for the draft. So I guess that's going to be at the top. The next thing would be the coach uh, search. We're going to get started with that. Uh, Got to talk to all the players. We know we do have seven unrestricted free agents. Um, coming forward so you know there, there's going to be more I, I said after tonight after we have this meetings we're all going to sit down and kind of go over those things and put our list together and you know come up with an idea how we can kind of tackle this because it is going to be busy uh, and we got to get moving pretty quickly uh, just a, quick follow -up. a lot of talk about eventually bringing Jerome McGinley into the organization can you give us any kind of update or, or indication of whether that's a possibility somewhere down the road I mean, Jerome and I have always talked about it. I'll be totally honest. We've always uh, expressed, you know, expressed an interest of working together. I know right now he's, at, you know, he's coaching Rink Colony. He has his son Joe, but you know, this is definitely something I want to explore moving forward. But haven't done it right yet. Uh, just a quick one, and then a, a bit of a longer one. But uh, any timeline on when you want to have a head coach hired? Yeah. I mean, we are obviously want to get going sooner than later, but we want to get the right person. I mean, I think, like Don said, we want to go through the process and interview 
if it's more candidates than we thought at the beginning, if we come up with some names, Dave has some names. I mean, I think we should just look at everybody. And then as a group, when we do the interviews, come up with the right person that's, you know, kind of fits that role here in Calgary. Very uh, when Brad stepped in, we heard sort of from Don uh, and John Bean, and they both sort of suggested that a rebuild is not on the table. They, they believe this team is close to contending. Where do you see this team at right now? Um, how close do you believe that they are to contending, and is that the way forward? Well, I think the one biggest thing of the general manager is asset management. So we have seven unrestricted free agents. I kind of feel like I know where those guys are at, but that was as assistant GM. That was those conversations. This would be different conversations. So I do think I want to get where they're at. You know, obviously we can't go into a season with seven UFAs. It just doesn't make sense. We gotta, we gotta make sure we do it right for the Calgary Flames. So we're gonna look at all those options. And you know what? Did we underachieve last year? Yeah, that starts right at the top with us and all the way down coaching staff and the players we did underachieve do i think do i think we were a playoff team last year 100 percent. i was shocked that we didn't make it but and it's unacceptable you know and that starts with us so you know what we're gonna we're gonna look at everything and then uh, you know make those those decisions but i do think with the guys we have here we can definitely make the playoffs you know have a make you know anything can happen when you get in Julie McKenzie, please. Hi, Craig. Um, even beyond those free agents, and, and you did mention some of those players could help get to the playoffs, if the goal is the Stanley Cup, how much faith do you have in the core as constructed to get you to that point? Well, I think we're going to change the core a little bit. Not the core pieces, but I think we're going to add some youth in the lineup. You know, like Don said, my big thing has been drafting, watching players, you know, and what I've watched and learned is you need young players in the team. You need that excitement. You need that you know, what they bring day in and day out. And it's nothing against the older players, but when you watch the league, you see what these kids are doing at 15, 16, 17 years old. I can't even imagine doing that. And so, you know, you have to bring that into your team. You have to give them a chance. You have to give them an opportunity. And it might not be seamless all the time, and it's easier to play veteran players, but we need to kind of move forward. And, and we're, we have a salary cap, you know, and young players – definitely help the salary cap. So we're, we're going to look at all that. But, you know, I never want to say we're, you know, this team can't win because probably that 04 team, I didn't think we were going to win either. I thought we were a good, hardworking team, but we made it to the finals. So I never want to count a team out, but I definitely think there needs to be some changes. Salam Valji, go ahead, Salam. Uh, just a couple. First for Craig, uh, congrats. Um, I'm wondering what, what makes you a little bit different than Brad maybe in your approaches? You, you kind of were his understudy for a long time, but are there any tangible ways that maybe you two see the, the game differently or approach management differently? You know, I think the one thing probably would be the ability to bring in young players. I'm going to leave roster spots. I'm going to give opportunity for those young players to play. But Brad did a great, I mean, what Brad really did well was he knew the league. He knew what was going on, who was available, trades, you know. So I, I am going to follow his thing. I, I want to know what's happening out there and be a part of it. And when Brian Burke was here, you know, I'm going to steal things from Brian. And I'm going to steal things from Jay Feaster. And then I have my own ideas. And we have Don and Dave and Brad and, uh, you know, right here with us, it's such a big help to me because it's not going to be easy. You can't call everybody. I mean, my phone has blown up in the last couple of days. I've never, I couldn't believe it. So it's going to be a collaboration. I think at times, 
Brad would like to do, he did stuff a little bit on his own, and, and he's the boss, he can do that. But I think this is gonna be more of a collaboration uh, as a group. Okay, forward. and just for one for Don, sorry. Uh, Don, I imagine you've got lots of outside opinions on things that can be different over here, areas the organization can evolve during this whole process. Were there any themes that people touched on that this is how the Calgary Flames can get better or improve? No, not really. I think everybody truthfully looked at our team and said that team should be a playoff team. And, uh, and even the players uh, that they talked about signing, who we should sign, who we might want to trade. Who, it, it, generally, the, the overall theme was pretty much you know, similar in many ways. Strength in the middle. We got great goaltender that we have to get back to that great level. Really strong defense, uh, strong down the middle. So there are a lot of ingredients here that are in place that we can build now. The, cre the, the, the trick is to build, build upon it, and that, that'll be Craig's uh, work and, uh, and how we can help support uh, his decision-making. Because ultimately, it's, it's, we are going to work together, but uh, the, 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 the voice and uh, the final voice, this is the guy sitting in the middle here. So we're, we're excited to work with him. Ryan Pike and then George Russick. That's uh, correct. Uh, I got two for you. Um, how did you find out? Like, where, what were you doing? Who talked to you? What was the conversation like when you found out that you were going to be the general manager? You know, I was actually, I think Don thought I was downstairs and I was down seeing Peter Hanlon in his office and he goes, Are you uh, upstairs? I said, Or downstairs in the, you know, in the locker room? I said, No, I'm, I'm coming back right now. And then we actually went to the owner's suite and, uh, you know, he gave me a piece of paper and said, I'd like you to read that. And it was his recommendation uh, to John Bean and ownership, uh, you know, that I would be the next general manager. It was, you know what, when I read the whole thing, I was like, I kind of was cluing in. I wasn't sure what I was reading at first. So, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty I can, exciting. I shed some light on the, 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 the uh, document I gave him. I gave him to the ownership a week before. And so I, you know, I wanted to know that this wasn't just last night's decision. Sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, I was wondering, I thought he went to college because it took him forever to read the thing. <laughs> I, I, I had to read it a few times. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, wait, is this? Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. clue in. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, we uh, figured out pretty quick. Yeah. I guess one more for you. Just uh, you mentioned the the possibility of youth. Obviously, you know you don't want to name drop too many of your your players. But are there any you know youngsters in the system that you're looking forward to sort of seeing make a push uh, in the future? Well, Brad Pascal and I did the exit meetings with the Wranglers, and you know I think there's a. I don't want to just keep going through names because I don't think that's fair to all of them. But we said there's going to be an opportunity next year. Come to training camp, and earn a spot. Take a jersey. You know, no one's going to give you a jersey in this league. I mean, you have to take it. And I truly believe that. And I said, you know, you have to do the work yourself, though. And that's, that's the only way this is going to work. But there is going to be a chance. And I think the guys felt like they, you know, that's all they've ever wanted, to know that there's some chances. I think in years past, as we've gotten close to training camp, we've filled up roster spots, uh, you know, with veteran players. And, and I think my goal is to, to leave some, let these guys battle it out and fight for it and see if they can do it. George, followed by Logan, and then we'll go to Pat. We'll cover off the Fan 960 here. Uh, there you go. Um, Dave, this is a question for Dave. I feel like uh, you're a little left out right now. I wanted to ask you a question. That's okay, though. <laughs> um, being a GM in two red-hot markets like Toronto and Vancouver, have you shared a to-do list with Craig Do's and Don'ts about being a GM in a, in a Canadian market? And what would be on that list? 
Uh, not, not yet, but we'll probably have some in-depth discussions about that. Um, listen, being a GM in a Canadian market has its challenges, and there's, you know, there's some difficulties when things aren't going great. And Don actually asked during the interview process, and, and, and John as well, you know, why would you want to come back and do this again in the Canadian market? I said, because it's a Canadian market. Like, it is something, if you can do it and get through it, and you can handle that, it's, it's a special place to be. Um, and, and listen, just listening to Craig talk, I don't think he needs much in terms of, of uh, instruction on how to, how to deal with the Canadian market. I think he's probably pretty well dialed in with it. Um, but we've had just very short conversations, uh, but I can tell you, um, well, I guess short compared to what I've heard the conversations <laughs> go when you talk to Craig, but it, was, um, it, went, it went great. I mean, it was, we think, pretty much the same way about a lot of issues. And uh, some of those issues will relate to how to deal with the Canadian market. And there are certain things that are different in Canadian markets and how you have to deal with people and the fans and the media. But, I mean, I think it's obviously it's going to go very well for them. Okay, Logan. Uh, congrats, Craig. Uh, Don, I just wanted to ask you, when you guys were here and Brad was leaving, you talked about the next GM being a progressive thinker and you listed off some qualities that you wanted in your next GM. you talk about why Craig was that guy and what sort of progressive thinking he brings to the table here as the GM? I think if you if you've listened to him for the last you know fifteen minutes, the, you hear the passion in his voice, the and the energy and the drive, and the commitment uh, to Calgary. You know what we, uh, you know there seems to be this uh, um, uh, overwhelming trend of late is to to look at the thirty year old MIT graduate that's uh, that's super intelligent in all kinds of areas, and this it, and in a lot of ways they probably are. But as I went through this process, um, it just, I kept coming back to Craig and saying, you know what, he's, he's, got, he's got everything we're looking for in regards to the character, the integrity, the passion, knowledge of our organization, knowledge of Calgary. This is this market and what this, this our fans want. Uh, relationship with alumni, he checked all the boxes. Now, then you say, okay, what doesn't he have? Well, obviously, he's never been a manager before. Um, how are you ever going to learn until you get the job? And what are the areas that he's going to need support in? Uh, obviously, he hasn't done a lot of contracts uh, work. Well, we between Chris, who does a lot of it, Dave, extensive knowledge, and my experience in the manager's chair, we thought we could help him in that area. I think that's, the, that's what I'm so excited about, that... Between Dave's knowledge and my knowledge in the general manager's chair, we can, we can, mentor is not the right word, we can assist him in areas that he's going to need help and how do you deal with things in certain situations. But it's his eye, his vision, um, his thoughts on the game and where we are now and where we're going to be in five years. That's, that's the thing that uh, put him ahead of the pack. Craig, about having Dave in the organization with uh, a fresh face. Uh, obviously, Chris and Brad, you've known so well, and I would imagine you have a good idea of how they look at the team. But you know, having Dave come in as a fresh face, as an outside voice, I imagine is a big help to you. Well, it is big. I mean, that's what we kind of talked about. I kind of was asking him questions. How do you see our team? Where do you see us? Because I think when you live it every day, we're all in this together. After games, you know, we get a little focus on. What, what we're seeing, what we think day to day, and to have someone come in just with a breath of fresh air and say, you know what, it'll be nice after when we kind of all sit down and just start going through things. Because it is, you know, 
maybe we're missing something. Maybe we don't see something. And that's one thing I always felt as a player. You know what? It's a team. It's not the person. It's the team. So, you know, and that's what we're going to be here. So I'm look, looking forward to getting this thing going and know there's a lot of work to be done. But, yeah, that's, that's how I see it's going to kind of work with all of us. Go ahead, Pat Steinberg, and then we'll go to Donna Spencer. What, uh, Craig, what's important in the next head coach? What are the things that you're looking for for your next head coach? You know, I think, honestly, someone that I can – first, we, we need to work together. We need to be a team. We're not head coach and management. We're, we're a team. We're in this together. We're not going to be at odds. We're not going to be lockstep all the time either, but we're going to have the same vision and passion for this team and – kind of the direction that it's going to go and we're going to work together you know that's the first thing and then I want someone that is a leader that brings because I think as a coach you always want someone to have that passion and the, be a visionary you know and bring that to the team and if we could do that you know it doesn't have to be a experienced head coach we're in the NHL it can be someone with maybe limited experience in, in as a head coach at all you know, we're going to kind of make that decision and go through the process. But, yeah, you want a guy that can communicate to the players. Obviously, you know, today's day and age, we used to just the coach would tell us what to do, and we did it. You know, now they want to know, well, why? So you got to, he's got to be able to communicate. He's got to be able to make this environment a fun place to be. You know, and that's what I said. I always came for 17 years. I always had fun coming to the rink. So we want to make sure. I would look at the bench sometimes and think, are the guys having fun? Maybe, maybe not. I couldn't tell. But I want them to be happy coming to the rink because when you're work happy, working hard, hey, you're not always going to win games. But you know what? You're going to put your best foot forward day in and day out. And if they compete the way they should, you know, we're going to win more games than, than not. Go ahead, Donna. You may have alluded to this um, with your comments about the arena making it a bit easier for you. And I would say starting last summer when a couple of very high-profile players did not want to come back to this team and another high-profile player this winter was clearly unhappy, said he lost his swagger. Is there some reconstruction work to be done with this team in making it a team that players want to be part of? Well, that's, you know, that, that's exactly it. I mean, I think when I said when I came here, it only took me a couple of weeks. I wanted to be a part of it. I want people that want to be a part of the Calgary Flames and that want to be here, not just coming here to get a contract and get the money. That, that doesn't interest me at all. I want them to come to be a part of this and do something special here. You know, as far as, you know, Johnny leaving, I think a little bit, I was, it was a learning thing for me. I, I was hoping Johnny was going to come back. I thought Johnny was going to come back. But I don't think I would let that happen again. You know, and I told Don in the meeting, I truly thought John was going to come back. And when he didn't, it was disappointing. And it was right down to the last minute. But then when you think, uh-oh, you just lost an asset, one of your best players of all time, and you didn't get anything for him, that was a, that was a real eye-opener for you. I sat in my office for a while. I shut the door and thought, hmm, okay. That's a, you know, and then obviously with Matthew was the next one, kind of the to fall so you know what I want to make a place where people want to play I do think having the new arena I mean even I was overseas when you know Uyghur mentioned the arena you know and, and the guys talk to me about it and I tell them guys there at that point there's nothing I can do for the arena this is what we have we have to deal with it 
you know, but I think the texts I got from all the guys right after, they're pretty excited. I mean, not, not one person wasn't, and I do think that'll carry over to when we're talking to college free agents, free agents, and uh, just to get people here. I think it's going to be, when you have the best arena in the league, it, it makes a huge, huge difference. Okay, we'll take a few more. We'll start with Danny. I just follow. This is a bit of a follow-up to that. Um, Elias Lindholm was pretty non-committal uh, in his postseason press conference. Do you think you can convince him to stay? And what happens if, come July first, he's he he won't give you an answer there? He's going to be one of the first calls. I mean, you know, when we talk about this, all those seven unrestricted free agents, we're going to be in contact in, and I'm going to and. I do know where Elias was thinking prior, so now I want to see where he's at. I really do want to see what his mindset is right now, and I have a very good relationship, and obviously he's a priority here. I mean, for me, he's a player you build around. We talk about centers. You know, I look at him and think everything he does, game in and game out, face-offs, winning, all those little plays, he's a player that even as he kind of gets older, if he moves down a little in the lineup, he's going to be – still effective and help your team win day in and day out and he's a good person you know those are the type of people and i do think he he really wants to be a calgary flame again we'll see in in a couple days what where he's thinking the question i've had for dave Nonis was asked already I, but maybe i could just follow it up dave because you were talking i think specifically about the challenges of working in the canadian market in terms of dealing with media and so on and so forth but lots of players have no trade clauses to, to canada Lots of players don't even want to go to the big market teams. Like, how can that change, and can it ever change? And is that a factor in why we're waiting for another year, at least, for a Canadian Stanley Cup champion? Well, I, I think it can be a, a factor. Obviously, you, you can't ignore what's going on. So uh, we can't say that, no, there's, there's no issue there, and it's just a, a blip on the radar. Uh, but winning attracts people, and I, I think that's uh, the, the – the thing that we have to focus on and to start to win what Craig's talking about maybe you have to turn the roster a little bit with younger players draft develop and you, now you got a, a different group of, of players that become the heartbeat of your organization you start to win some hockey games you get a new building I believe we can attract free agents here uh, I think that this is a this is a great hockey market um, and it's got a rich history uh, once we start doing some of the things that we need to do, uh, I think that we will be able to attract them. Is, is it going to be an issue to to attract some? Are all players going to want to play in Canada? Uh, no, but I think that the, the there's enough quality players that we can develop on our own. And once we start having the production that we know we'll have, then we'll be able to uh, get people to stay here. Okay, we'll go to Eric Francis, followed by Moses. Three quick questions. <laughs> Scouting staff, are they up for review, or is that going to be, are they set in place? Are you, you look at that first? Very comfortable with the scouting staff. I really am. I mean, I think even upstairs, working with them so closely to know them, yeah, I have full faith. The one thing I don't worry about is getting ready for this draft. I feel very comfortable with that. So, yeah, they're good. What's your velocity on style of play? You know, obviously, you know, I've always – I just want to walk, win or lose, I want to walk out saying our guys did every, they gave everything they had at the end of the night. And we, we might lose, but I don't want to see them not back checking, not working hard, you know, getting out of the ways of shots. I expect them to play hard every night, win or lose. Offensively, I like to see us be more creative from the red line in. We have some of the, 
if you watch practice and you guys see the amazing thing that these guys do nowadays, I want them to be creative. I want them to kind of freewheel and do what they do. And you know what? You're going you're gonna to turn pucks over, and then you back check. You know, and kind of from the red line back, I want structure. I think you have to have structure. You can't, people can't be indecisive in the D zone. They need to play with a structure and a purpose. And if they do that, we'll get the puck going the other way. And really the fun part is playing in the offensive zone. But I want to let the Hubertos, Cadres, Lindholm, I want them to have fun and, and be creative and, and do what they do best. I mean, I can't even, you know, even as a player, I never could do what those guys do, but I don't want to, I want to, I guess, let the leash off them a little bit. Say. Timeline on a coach? It, it's a priority. I mean, I think we all, it, it is a priority and we have, I won't say we don't have a list already started, um, but it, we, we're going to get to that. But we do have three days of, of uh, amateur meetings here. Okay, Moses, and then we'll go to Wilson. My question's for Craig. First of all, congratulations oh, to you. I know we've talked in the past and how much you've been a champion for the city of Calgary and this Flames organization. As an American who's come here and fell in love with the city, uh, with free agents potentially coming here, I know you've been, like I said, a champion. What are you using in terms of this platform now as a general manager to to build on that and be a louder voice to bring those free agents and key guys to a hockey market like this? Well, I think the one thing is I'm American and I, di I did it, you know, so I'm just going to speak from experience to them. You know, it's a great place to play. It's a great place to raise your family. You know, it's a I think what they don't understand, it's a world class city. We have the mountains right here, you know, and. A lot of players I talk to, I know around the league, if they love hunting, if they love fishing, they do all this kind of stuff, they love to go on hikes. I mean, a lot of people really enjoy that, and, and that will attract them here. Not everybody. Some people like, you know, the major cities, and they want to be right in, in the heartbeat of everything, and some want to be away. So I think those are the players you really target, that it's not about they want to come here. You know, and it's funny because you talk to agents, and, you know, certain players – not even you know we're on the no trade list i get it but i want to make it where we're not on the no trade list and that's to bring a culture of winning and fun and you know what the players talk to each other and if you build that culture here they'll tell each other hey you know what calgary's actually a pretty good place to play and i think that's what we need the word to get out but we have to do that that doesn't start today because i say that that starts this year and, and moving forward go ahead Derek. one for don and then one for craig uh Don, when you're going through the process, how appealing was it to hire someone who's been with the organization for over 20 years as a player and in hockey ops, who knows the city and the team inside out, and who doesn't have to go through that learning curve and can kind of hit the ground running? Well, that was a bonus, to be honest with you. That, that, that was, you know, both him and, and quite frankly, Brad Pascal. I mean, they know our organization, but that wasn't, that wasn't at the top of the list at all. It was really just looking at the... The background, the, the you know the hockey IQ. I mean, he, we all love Craig. He's a he's a he's a guy you love to go dinner with, with and tell hockey stories. But I wasn't looking to go to dinner with him and tell hockey stories. I, I was I was looking <laughs> I was looking to say, is he the guy that we think can get this team on in the direction uh, uh, to win a win a championship? And that that was uh, so. I've spent probably more time with Craig in the last, you know, since I re got this position than probably in the last five years, to be honest with you, and got to know there's, there's some real firmness here. There's, there's underneath uh, the nice guy and uh, sociable and communicative, 
there's uh, there's some oak and uh, firmness, and I think that's there's going to be a time when he's going to have to show that and use that, uh, and I think uh, that's what I've really come to respect over the last three weeks. Craig, congratulations. Um, when the team was fighting for a playoff spot down the stretch, we heard from managers, coaches, and players, we just have to get in to give ourselves a chance. And now we see the eighth seed from the Eastern Conference. You guys finished ahead of in the overall standings. One went away from the finals. Do you believe that with the core group of players that you have, that you can compete next season? Absolutely. I mean, I do believe that. That's If we bring back the exact same team, I do believe we can do that. Are we going to bring back the exact same team? That, that will be determined. But we have, we have the pieces there. We don't win the division the year before. You know, obviously we lost two key players, but we brought in two, two key players to, to fill those, and it just didn't work out, whatever it is. But the first thing I'm going to, when I talk to those guys, not, not so much, really Huberto. You know what? Last season's last season. Let's, it's gone. I'm never going to talk about it again. We're going to move forward. But we need him. To, I want to see him bring that swagger back. I mean, I could see him downstairs, and you'd talk to him. And you felt like he felt bad. No, don't feel bad. You know what? Bring that swagger. I could see it towards the end of the year. He had a little more jam on the ice, and I was like, okay, it's coming. You know what? He's a proud guy. He wants to do well, and I'm looking forward to working with him moving forward. But I do think this team, if we left it as is, could make the playoffs. Yeah, final question is Salam Valji. That, that sort of works well into my question, just about Hubrio and how much this organization's invested in him. Greg. So. How can the organization support this player? And is it even a case of maybe bringing potential coaching candidates or free agents to his noted player agent or, or how, how, like, sort of getting him involved in that aspect? Well, I don't think I would have him involved in the, the coaching search, but, you know, obviously I want to talk to him and just see his thoughts, see where it went wrong uh, this year. You know, I really haven't – I wasn't at the end of the year meeting, so I didn't hear what Hubie actually said. So I'd like to just sit down and talk to him and kind of pick his brain and see where he's at. And you know what? He's a proud guy. He wants to do well. There's no doubt in my mind. He's probably training already, getting ready for next season. I mean, nobody, as a player, you know when you have a good season and a bad season. And you're not going to blame it on anybody. You know, and you're going to want to prove him wrong the next year. And I think if you look over the last five years, he's one of the top five players in the NHL, and we need to get him back there. You know, and how we do that, you know, hopefully we can work together uh, and come to some kind of how does it work and then, and then move forward.